Captain speaking along with El Jefe and the Walker. Welcome to episode 276 of Max Wrestling on all podcast platforms and Andre Corbeil's Wrestling with Wrestling. It is June 25th and I feel the need to say today's date because sometimes we record the show and then either the same day or the next day something big happens and people will often listen to this a couple of days late and they may be wondering why we're not addressing this breaking news. It's because we recorded before we heard about it. Uh, for example, <clears throat> we recorded last week's episode, and then almost immediately after, the the wrestling world just absolutely imploded. It was set ablaze um, by the, the speaking out movement. I mean, <clears throat> this this topic was so big, very much like Tiger King, it just got crazier as it went on. Very apt for 2020. Um, and it's still going on. We're hearing more and more every single day. Um, now, this we weren't going to go on about it too much because it's been a depressing week for wrestling. And like I said, every every day we wake up to more and more. Um, as, as with all online accusations, we don't have the facts. We don't know who's innocent, who's guilty. But what we can say is that some cases leave absolutely no room for doubt. And then others have certainly been questioned and... To that I say this, if anybody is making shit up, you're only punishing the real victims because false accusations are exactly why some genuine stories get questioned in the first place. So, uh, I don't even know how we're going to reach an end to this. Yeah, it, it's freaking crazy, man. Like, it, it's been non-stop uh, if it'll be, if it's not about a new person, it's about another person coming out saying something about the same person. Yeah. Um, the more it goes on and other people are like beginning to speak out again because they're getting the courage from someone else. Um, it, it's, it doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. No, it is very much like COVID actually. It started in one country and then it's just spread because it all, started with the British wrestling scene and then it moved on to Ring of Honor, WWE, Impact the crazy thing is we've heard nothing about Jerry Lawler or Pat Patterson yeah that's nuts 
Uh, Probably <laughs> because everybody's already speaking up about it. Yeah, that. everybody knows about that shit. Uh, I, say, I was like, if you don't know about the Pat Patterson situation, <laughs> like... God. Dark Side of the Ring Season 3 is going to be lit. To be all current edition. Yeah. The most modern Dark Side of the Ring ever. Not, 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 not that it's funny or anything, but, you know, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. Um, You've got to try to find some sort of light in all of it. Yeah. Well, on a happier note, a very happy 30th birthday tomorrow to our second, uh, t- third, actually, two-time and current knowledge champion, the co-founder of Max Rass and the Phoenix. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Uh, he was going to be on the show, but the little sons of bitches made him work late. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, shout out to him. Happy birthday, Phoenix. Have a kick date. Like, actually, they, they, they're making him work two days. He had like a week off up to Wednesday. Then he's back in for two days, and then he's got the weekend off. That's okay. I, I don't see the point. I'd just take the whole thing off. But anyway. I was about to say, personally, I, I, like, my birthday comes up at, towards the end of July. Yeah. I took uh, that, was it, Thursday, Friday, and that Monday off. Yeah, well, mine's right. And they're right. like, for what? I'm like, why not? What do you mean? <laughs> mine's right at the beginning of December, so I'm very lucky to get that first week off of Christmas season. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> see, Good luck. I was always lucky as well with my uh, daughter's birthday because yeah. she was born on 4th of July, so I, uh, where I was working, I would get two weeks off for her birthday. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, national holiday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I have that Friday off. Yeah, that's long holiday. Good job. <laughs> um, okay. Um, let's get into WWE because well, we we addressed the the whole the dark side of this past week in wrestling, and it it Matt Riddle was named the night before his debut on SmackDown. So, I mean, originally we weren't sure if he was sure, actually going to appear. Was it the same day? I want to yeah. say it was the same day. I don't think it was like the day before. I want to say it was like hours before. It was like, um, it was about yeah, like, it was. it was that morning. It was like 11 o'clock my time, I think. Yeah. In, like uh, right around noon. Oof. And then like two hours later, they pulled his name off of everything for SmackDown for his debut. They stopped advertising him. And then it was like, Last minute, they they were like, okay, well. Well, that's been the most disputed one of all, is Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um. So we've heard both sides with that one. And WWE went, uh, decided to continue with the Matt Riddle plans. And honestly, it was the best NXT call-up since Kevin Owens, I thought. Yeah, it was great. Just get straight into AJ's face and beat AJ clean. Oh, yeah. that's, that's how you do it. You go up to an established star, you show him you mean business, and you go from there. Uh, the funny thing I noticed, well, thinking about it now, is uh, Renee Young was obviously in that segment, and that's the first time I've seen her on Raw or SmackDown in weeks, and now, shock horror, all of a sudden she has COVID. Yeah. On, on the same like week where we, it's been confirmed, uh, WWE have tested quite a few positive people. I'm thinking that, that you know, she's obviously one of the bigger ones. Yeah. But I can yeah, only be it, curious on who else is, like, hit. You know what I mean? Like, 
how many more do people got it? Well, I mean, she was in the ring in that opening segment, and the entire SmackDown roster was around the ring. And that was like six days ago, so surely the SmackDown roster needs checking. Yeah, for sure. And in, uh, doesn't Vince McMahon tell whoever shows up to not wear any masks? Yeah, I'm Kevin He says it's not television friendly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, you just fucked everybody. Even though they're selling them on WWE Shop and you could make a ton of money off them. Because yeah, technically, yeah, technically it's merch. Yeah. Uh, like, you're going to have people wear the shirts or whatever it may be. The shirts, the hats, the whatever. Like, you got to fucking advertise this shit. Yeah, it's just like, nah, it's just like any other merch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's never happy when people dress up and sit in the front row and you got some guy dressed as Hulk Hogan throughout the whole show. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he would have freaked out if Scooby-Doo would have shown up? Oh, that Scooby was so oh. annoying. Mainly because the head no, was on top of his head, and the girl sat behind him couldn't see shit all night. Oh yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have killed that guy. That's that's a new mystery for probably... Scooby Doo for the for mystery and who killed Scooby Doo? <laughs> Me. Yeah, he would probably he would definitely got him kicked out. <laughs> Goddamn head was in my way. Uh, so obviously we're expecting big things from Matt Riddle. Um, despite all the shit that's going on, if SmackDown's any indication, um, who knows, maybe we're getting Matt Riddle AJ at SummerSlam. I'm down. He's got a win over the Intercontinental Champion. Put a belt on him right off the jump. Oh, yeah. You know, the last guy that, uh, that, that, well, everybody compares him to to Kerry Von Erich, you know, that was the only title Kerry Von Erich ever held was the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I mean, not just in style, but looks, everything. Everything about Matt Riddle looks like Kevin Von Eric. He really does. Uh, I love this line as well. Um, you got a face that runs the place. I'm going to be the bro that runs the show. That was great. <laughs> I was watching SmackDown strictly for Matt. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, like I said, I never watched SmackDown, but I watched it this week because um, I knew his debut was going to be big if they went ahead with it. Hell, I'm still trying to figure out how how to watch it just in general because <laughs> I was wanting to watch it because of uh, Bray Wyatt's return. Yeah. And I I just have to watch like little highlight packages and whatnot for it. And, uh, it was a good episode of SmackDown this week. Well, it was well, all right. I mean, the I beginning and the end were good. The middle was eh. It was yeah, tolerable. Uh, I I just gotta say it just to make Dazzy roll his eyes, you know, <laughs> fucking Bray Wyatt doing TikTok dances. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Goddamn TikTok. Flim flam. I'm I'm more confused actually as to why Sasha and Bailey were on commentary for the men's tag team match. Because they were better than Michael Cole. Well, yeah, that that doesn't take a lot, but I don't know. It just seemed kind of random. And then obviously they were jumped. Um, but then we go backstage to the rest of the female roster on SmackDown, and they're all talking shit about uh, Bailey. So much for Tamina being a psycho. Right. They they dropped that really quick. 
didn't even make it to TV. I don't know. Yeah, like, she had this thing on, like, what was it, like, Instagram or Twitter post or something like that? Yeah. That pretty much spelled out her new character, and there's no new character. I mean, I was, I was kind of looking forward to it. I thought the first first time ever, Tamina's actually got a gimmick. She might actually be interesting for once. Right. But nope. We're just going to continue with her being a random background character that nobody knows. Well, we know, but we don't care. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> we see you there. But you can go ahead. You just stay there. Yeah. You're you're an extra. Um, but yeah. An overpaid extra. Oh, yeah. Well, there's, there's quite a few that are overpaid in WWE, let's be honest. Yeah, that's that goes <laughs> without saying. Um, like we mentioned, to, to close SmackDown, Bray Wyatt came back with the e- the return of the Eater of Worlds gimmick. Uh, which I loved. I just hope they don't ruin it again. And again, and again, and again, and again. Um, but obviously it's been compared to Mick Foley. Obviously now there's there's three different sides to Bray Wyatt. We've got the Firefly Funhouse, we've got the Fiend, and now we've got the old cult leader of Bray Wyatt back. I'm uh, okay with it. What I would assume okay is Braun... We'll probably get another win in Extreme Rules, and then obviously we'll finally get the Fiend at SummerSlam. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to see him job out the 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 Eater of Worlds again, but it's the only logical explanation for bringing him back, really, because Braun still doesn't face the Fiend. I mean, I'll we'll... be to see how it pans out either way, like. Maybe he even swerves him, and he thinks he's getting Eater of Worlds, and he actually gets Fiend. Mm. I mean, we all knew Braun was going to beat the Firefly Funhouse version. I didn't even know we were getting that version. I thought the Fiend was going to come out at um, Backlash. And I didn't know that was real Backlash, thing. Money in the Bank. Was it Money in the Bank? No, it was uh, Backlash. Yeah, it was Money in the Bank, because Backlash was a handicap match. Um, yeah. yeah. I was expecting the Fiend to walk out, and then... Bray walks out in his little, you know, children's TV host uniform. And, and I'm a like, goddamn oh, sweater and fucking pants. Yeah. Hot as shit. And I just think, oh shit, he's not going to win. Nah. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. Like they had to give Braun some sort of legitimacy, so let's just beat the Fiend without looking like the Fiend. Yeah. I mean, who else beat normal Bray? Fuck, I don't oh, Daniel Bryan. Time I saw Normal Bray. Daniel Bryan beat Normal Bray. Oh, yeah. Hmm. This story sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'm... Well, you know what? It's it's Braun. I'll be honest. Yeah. It's Braun. I'm so tuned out as him, champion. Me too. I absolutely. wanted it forever, but now he's, he's fucking stale. Well, yeah, they, they did it at completely the wrong time. If they'd done it a couple of years ago when he was on top of the world feuding with Roman, fair enough, but nobody cares. Yeah. We don't give a lick of shit. When, when WWE gave up on Braun, we gave up on Braun, and now it's too late. Nah, that's not true. I was behind Braun a little longer. But then, like, yeah, like I said, the, the point is, is he just got stale. 
he won the belt because you were just like, okay, Goldberg can't have this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and we knew that, like, right off the bat. And that does not help. Okay? That yeah. doesn't help. Because it was supposed to be Roman. It should have been Roman, but, you know, he's at home. Mm. And dead ass, he's smart as fuck for doing that right now. I mean, because look oh, at yeah. what's going on. And well, there's people popping like, left and right. Kevin Owens says he's out. He's well, he sure. had his, I think it was his father-in-law had got it and passed away. And so the family was like, dude, like, not happening. And so he is a family man. Not like Peter Griffin, but yeah. I love that episode. The, the guy <laughs> mentioned you on TV. Uh, and the family man. Oh, yeah. Oh, the family man. <laughs> I was more referring to when Peter gets all excited because they say the movie titles in the movie. Yeah, there it is. This is Armageddon. Ah, he said it. He said it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, WWE's test, testing is, is shocking, as we've seen so many times it's over the past few months. Temperature checks. And have how, have how you, you guys seen the Have you guys seen the new thing that's come out for uh, UFC's Fight Island, as I do air quotes on no. the podcast? <laughs> I've heard about it. I mean, I, I heard something about how... Uh, uh, what's his face was gonna trying to buy an island or some shit. And... So apparently, what happened? What's going on with that? If I'll be brief, um, he got an island. It's in Dubai. It's not necessarily an island. They're just gonna fight on the beach. That's. But what it is is they're gonna be like these guys are gonna be tested twice before they even get to the airport, the the the, the first airport, and they fly over to Dubai. They get tested once. They uh, get tested again. Like, they get tested the second they land. They get tested again when they get to the hotel room. They have to be quarantined in their room. Like, they cannot get out. Like, there's no leaving. So, the fighter has to be quarantined. The team doesn't have to be, which I think is kind of fucking weird. And so, the team can go get your essentials and whatever. And then, uh, so, they'll be quarantined until your results come out. Once you get your results and you've passed, then you're allowed out of your room. You can go do whatever. And then you get tested uh, once before the fight or uh, once the day before the fight. Again, the day of the fight and then immediately following the fight. Jeez. They are trying to be beyond precautious. I'm like, they're testing like 10, 11 times. And then you're going to be tested one more time before you leave Dubai. So I think in total it's like 12 different tests. I mean, for a full contact sport, more testing is better than, you know, risking it. I mean, also you got to think of international travel and the yeah. whole everything. So if they're going this far and all you guys are doing or you're doing the little boop, how you feel? Okay. Like, we got to do more. And then you know what, dude? I don't give a fuck if it's not aesthetically pleasing. Give them goddamn masks. Yeah. Okay. At least, it, like, with AEW, they're in an open arena. You know, they're not in this fucking warehouse where they're just blasting the AC. People are breathing on each other. Oh, the, the performance center is like there's, a hive. There's no fucking social distancing. I mean, not even, to, not even to be that kind of an asshole. They're just legit almost on top of each other, and there's only, like, 40 people. Yeah. It's like, why do you guys have to be so close? It was it was kind of funny though that on uh, 
Smackdown on Raw, everybody was getting interviewed outside the doctor's office. Well, doctor slash trainer, because he couldn't decide yeah, what, yeah, co- what career to go to. <laughs> You're the same guy that Cameron Grimes walked up to, just popped his head in the door. He was like, hey, man, my jaw's broke. They're like, all right. <laughs> just let him go. I'm a doctor, but I'm also a trainer. So I can give you an injection. I can also give you a workout regime. Okay. Can That's I get one hell of a stuff? gimmick? Wait till they find out they I'm get just... dental from Isaac Yankum. Oh no! Hey, well, never mind. <laughs> I was like, I'm down for that package, but you bring up Isaac Yankum and no thanks. <laughs> um. Oh, David. Uh, David Bixon's band. Um. Brought something up. Um. <clears throat> so he basically said, I know John Moxley is already out, but realistically, he. Big Swole, Sean Spears, and Britt Baker all need to be quarantined away from AEW events for at least a couple of weeks, given that their partner's presence are at WWE tapings, right? I don't think we need to worry about Big Swole. I don't remember the last time we saw Cedric Alexander. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think he's been, like, working like that. I mean, I'm hoping he hasn't been at the tapings for just, you know, safety reasons. But... Now, now when they're... uh recording like other episodes have they been recording them uh are they still doing main event they're not i mean well they're they're they're, i don't think they are doing anything i mean well no they are they're they're still uh, streaming it weekly they're um what the fuck is it i guess they're they're taping are they taping it right after raw there's really no need to do main events right now it's just like extra tv yeah, I, I just wasn't sure if they're still doing that, and if they were, if Cedric could be on there. But also, like, they also have people. Even if you're not on the card, you still gotta show up, mm. just in case like somebody got hurt or somebody couldn't make a flight or something like that. So they're still probably showing up. They're yeah, still in town. They're still they're still probably hanging out with people from. Like at the hotel or at a bar or whatever. Hmm. Like I've I've seen videos of uh, like Braun Strowman hanging out with like people I've never seen before, or like <laughs> indie wrestlers, uh, and going fishing and whatnot. So uh, they're they're probably still hanging out with one another, and. Uh, so it would probably be safe for them to just pull them. Yeah. I mean, not to jump ahead to AEW or anything, but I think Britt's pretty safe too with her own little quarantine box. That was great. <laughs> She's like, what? You can't touch me. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Cheers, babe. Like, that whole thing was great. And then, boom, trash on her head. Get me the hell out of here. Yeah, there's no roof to the box. That was great. She's like, this is soundproof. I'm like... I can see above you, but okay. <laughs> I'll suspend my disbelief for right now. Um, so moving on to Raw, shocker. Um, Charlotte finally put Asuka over, but then we found out why afterwards. Obviously, she's being written off for some more cosmetic surgery. Uh, what? Yeah, because cause putting Asuka over in the fucking middle of a goddamn pandemic and all this other bullshit. Yeah, because that makes up for you beating her at WrestleMania and just... Cause, yeah, and in an untitled match right after she, right before actually, was it before or after she went? Right after she won the title, um, after Money in the Bank. It was right after. Yeah, it was like a week or two later, wasn't it? Yeah, 
I think she had the yeah, uh, NXT champion at the time. Yeah, and I remember saying, yeah, that's how you showcase your brand new Royal Women's Champion. Who's the development You know, I keep seeing people post of how, oh, Charlotte has a serious injury. Yeah. She's, and I'm like, no. But She's getting we- fucking or plastic surgery. WWE aren't helping because they're running with this story that Nia Jax has injured Charlotte and obviously with Nia Jax's track record that's very easy to believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, he, what bothers me is, like, if it was a legitimate, like, injury and surgery, it would have been posted way sooner. Mm. It would have been posted what was wrong with her. Yeah. There, there's not a single thing that, out of all the people that are posting, she has an injury. More boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if Nia Jax legit injured her, number one, she wouldn't have carried on having the match with Asuka, because there was plenty of time between getting evaluated and then having the match, and they wouldn't have showed her coming out of the doctor's office covered in tape. But yeah, WWE are just pouring fuel to the fire by making it look like Nia injured Charlotte. Um, so I'm glad it wasn't an injury angle, but I'm also very thankful that we're getting no Charlotte for, I think, six weeks. Uh, originally, they said she was going to be off till a rumble, but obviously it's only cosmetic surgery. She's going to be off for like two months, maybe. I'm here in rumble yeah. myself, but like my whole thing is I'm trying to think of like what the hell is she getting done? I've heard, I've heard like six to seven months. So, <clears throat> yeah, seven months. That, that's what was said originally. Yeah. But then, um, when it became she clear that she was, everything. yeah, when it, when it became clear that it wasn't an injury surgery, it was cosmetic surgery. I think then it was reported that it was going to, only going to be a few weeks. Yeah, I thought Before it was going to be like she was only supposed to be out for a few weeks, but she requested time off on top of it. Well, yeah, that's what I figured as well. She was just getting time off. And then, obviously, you saw the guy I was arguing with saying, why would they give her time off right now when they've got no Becky Lynch? And I'm like, now's the perfect time to give her time off because you got no Becky, you got no Charlotte, now you need to build some female stars. Yep. And, well, not, and not just put all the belts on Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna. Vince would out somebody, one of them. The way, the way I see this um, Sasha match going is obviously they were teasing Charlotte challenging Bailey on on Smack, on Raw. Sorry, <clears throat> yeah, was it Raw? Uh, Page is coming back. Uh, yeah, she's cleared, isn't she? Yeah, well, I think right now Paige is gonna keep her head low after the, the shit with her mum. Um. Why have it with her mom? Oh, she's been accused too of. Oh shit! Stuff. Um, I think that was only last night that I heard that one, and then Paige's brother. Paige's mom? Yeah, because she's a wrestling trainer. Oh, that's right. Um, and <sighs> well, she just went off on one on on Facebook and shut down all her social media. Um, so yeah, I'm not expecting Paige anytime soon, but with Sasha, um, teasing the challenge on Bailey, I'm. A, I'm going with Asuka's obviously going to beat Sasha and then we'll finally get Sasha and Bailey maybe at SummerSlam. 
Because they haven't been teasing that fucking deception for God knows how long. For years. <laughs> I swear it's been longer. Yeah, maybe five. Um, we could probably like expect it. them to lose the tag team championships before we get to SummerSlam as well to add to the tension between them. Is it going to be iconic? I hope so. That would be so great. Getting, and it, good right now. They can even go around then saying, we beat you twice. Yeah, the Australian twice is a new twice. Twice. <clears throat> um, it was it was very female heavy for Raw this week because the other thing that popped out was Natalia was a heel this week. She decided to be a heel this week. Um, Liv loses Ooh. again. We've got a random partnership between Natty and Lana, uh, and then they're, they're teasing Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot reuniting, which I don't agree with. Because Liv's come so far on her own. I think going back to the Riot Squad now would be a step back. Agreed. Plus, imagine Ruby looks weird. <laughs> yeah, Liv, Liv, even though she's not winning matches, her gimmick's fine on its own. She doesn't need to be in a tag team again. She just needs a few wins. That's it. Um, I, I really don't know why... Natty and Lana's a thing. I'm guessing they're just keeping Lana around until the contract runs out because they just fired Rusev. Well, it kind of like they it started uh, what last Monday, last yeah. week. Yeah, they were talking about how much shit they have in common. Interesting sex lives. Yeah, I don't really see what they've got in common because Lana's. Uh, about to get divorced. Lana's, you know, looking to sleep with the next star so she yeah. can make her life famous, I mean, apparently. In kayfabe, she's getting divorced for the second time. Obviously, in real life, she's still married to Rusev. And Natty's just a crazy cat lady. Let's be a I can't remember. Uh, they, uh... uh yeah, I, I can't remember or what all they were saying they have in common. They were just having, like, a... It just nothing was going their way was what was having the, what they had in the only two things I can see that they've got in common is they're both blonde and neither one of them can act <laughs> facts mm. yeah. facts and cats <clears throat> you completely skipped over how uh, Nia Jax almost got a black eye <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's always good. I'm glad that you knew what I was talking about on that. <laughs> Lost uh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Naya gets on the screen, I, I I walk away. Yeah. So Naya was sitting in a chair, a metal chair in the middle of the ring, and R-Truth comes out, and he just does like the biggest jumping split that he can do. And as soon as he goes down for the split, Naya's tits basically just gives almost gave her a black eye. And, uh, <laughs> and then the camera points at her, and she's just holding her boobs, looking at our truth And with the most serious look, she looks at Truth and says, you made my boobs bounce. <laughs> it ain't fun when it's happening to you. What in the world? <laughs> yeah. 
It was funny as hell. Truth, my bad. That's on me. <laughs> but yeah, it, what, what killed here. me about it? What killed me about it was it. it, it she said it so damn seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the look on her face while saying it was just hilarious. Must say, only Bruce Pritchard would write this shit. Yeah. God, isn't it so obvious that Paul Heyman's not around anymore? I think it. I think it becomes like grossly obvious when somebody that understands wrestling is writing it, and then somebody who who is a, a sports entertainer starts writing. Yes, man. It, you you feel the obvious dif- difference. Yeah. Different. Um, and the other thing we glossed over, what we completely glossed over, which was the opening to Raw. Um, Dolph Ziggler has been traded to Raw, and he immediately gets a title shot against Drew, because everybody wants to see Drew, uh, not Drew, Dolph Ziggler, uh, in the main in the main title picture again. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who no, told you. Everybody, I, they're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Same person All I want to know is, is, is when the fuck did Dolph Ziggler become this goddamn like first round pick? Okay, yeah, you, you you gave up AJ Styles for Dolph Ziggler. I'm sorry, I got robbed. Wasn't it a two for one? Who else did they get? Bobby Roode. Oh, oh yeah, gross. who hasn't been on TV for months. So I got two six rounders for a first. What kind of shit is this? <laughs> Fire my GM. Who else? Who else is on SmackDown? You could have got Daniel Bryan, Jeff Hardy, Sheamus. You know what? Sheamus wouldn't have been too bad, like a Sheamus and Dolph combo. See, that would have been not too bad, mm. but nah. I mean, I would have loved D. Bry, but on a three-hour show, I feel like he would just get plopped right in the middle when nobody gives a shit. Yeah, he he belongs on SmackDown. He he's kind of like a locker room leader on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but they they need more main events on Raw because Drew's got no competition. Hence why Dolph Ziggler instantly gets a world title shot. I, this is what happens when you can't build stars. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> been a, it's been a fucking everlasting cycle for as long as I can remember. For you know what? For about two thousand one, it's been like that. It's been like this for almost twenty fucking years. They refused to really build stars. They leaned on Austin and The Rock and Angle and Taker and Triple H for as long as they fucking could. And then Cena takes that fucking reign. And then they fucking ride the coattails of Cena forever. And then they try to ride Punk's coattails and he's like staring at him the whole way like, what the fuck are you doing on my tail? (laughs) And now that all those guys are gone... They're looking around like, fuck. What happened to Brock? Oh, shit. He did some stuff, too. God damn it. <laughs> so. Maybe. And then first, and, then, and to be honest with you, I, I'm not surprised when I saw that story about Brock. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah, look at my joke. I'm like, whoa, hey, wait a minute. Is that how he got Sable? Probably. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> does that sound like out of the, I think that would just be like a normal everyday thing for Brock. Now, I don't think he'd be, like, making people... T- I, I think he'd just be, like, exposing himself to everybody because I'm Brock and fuck you, but... Mm. 
He'd be like that dude in the fucking coat from all those random movies. He'd just bah, flash and just run away. Yeah, I mean, not to defend her or anything, but WWE was in the ruthless aggression era back then, and we were getting tits and ass on the screen all the time. I mean, it was hell. a bad episode of Raw if you didn't get tits and ass back then. Yeah, in 98, Sable's got handprints over her boobs, and that's the only cover she's got. First off, in 96, she's wearing just the leatherest of the leather, all right? <laughs> so let's be real here. And then you had fucking Marlena with her fucking tits hanging out and Sonny walking around in the shortest shorts you ever seen. I think that was the only reason they decided to make put her with the smoking guns is so she can have tiny shorts on, mm. which I'm not mad at, by the way. <sighs> anyway, now... Funnily, funnily enough, you mentioned CM Punk. Um, obviously, WWE backstage got cancelled this week. Um, uh, I was about to bring that up myself. Yeah, and then something came out that uh, Fox sold the contracts they had over to WWE, which means CM Punk is now a WWE employee, if true. Hmm. Which is very good timing because on Saturday it's the ninth anniversary of the pipe bomb. They're not gonna go let him cut another one. Well, they don't have a show on Saturday, but it'd be great to see him on Raw. I or would smack <laughs> Yeah, or SmackDown. That's tomorrow. where all the stars. I mean, actually, yeah, SmackDown is a fuck show. That's probably where it would go. I'd say. Uh... I I don't know. I feel like he would, if anything, he'd be put on commentary. Either way, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, either way, be him being back it. on WTV would be great. Yeah, it would be great for views, I'm sure. Um, it would be nice to see him back in the ring, I think, but I don't know how likely that would be. He says he doesn't want to. Yeah. He says he wants to keep fighting, but like the reality is, is his fight game was just trash. Yeah, and Dana White pretty much said he's never having another fight. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't mean that some dumbass company wouldn't sign him to fight. Oh yeah, Bellator. But the, but the the point I'm making is, is like, I love seeing Punk to death. I do. But, like, he, he expected to compete in the UFC after just kind of gradually just taking jiu-jitsu i mean granted yeah he had a few fight camps and that's fantastic and as somebody who's had a fight camp before i will tell you this they get you ready for a fight now what really gets you ready for a fight is real years of experience not oh i've been doing jiu-jitsu on and off for three years i'm the dad that comes in on wednesdays and fridays to do the amateur class Mm. you know while there's fucking kids my kids age in the fucking expert class yeah, I think like, Punk could absolutely wreck a normal guy like us, but somebody who's been fighting their whole adult life, no. You know what? I'd like to go against him. <laughs> I'm about to say, like, I, I was a blue belt. Let's see okay. how far we'd go. Okay. Dana, make it happen. Oh, yeah, right, dude. I'm Actually, not going to Dubai. Fuck it. Add it to promo slam. I'm dying. <laughs> Let's go. The one fight, though, that didn't want to happen is for those who know... Um, the Green Ranger, Jason yes. David Frank. <laughs> I wanted that fight so bad. I've never actually seen Jason David Frank fight. Watch some of his watch some of his stuff. He got huge. Like he got really big. He was fighting two oh fives, I believe. So he mm-hmm. got he put on some serious weight 
And he was a really, really good jiu-jitsu guy. Like, he was a great grappler. He's not a very good striker. I mean, he, I, I've seen some of his stuff here. And he, yeah, I thought he was pretty all right. He was, he was always I mean, clearly the most talented know. Power Ranger. I agreed. Oh. <laughs> he was my favorite. Like, I think his first uh, episode, he was doing see. all these crazy jump kicks and stuff. And he was like, yeah, he needed no training for that. I'll be completely... I'll be completely honest here. When I first got introduced to uh, wrestling, uh, it, it started with my aunt. She told me about uh, the Boogeyman. Ooh. So it was around the time Boogeyman was getting debuted. <laughs> and I was sitting there watching it. I think it was uh, SmackDown. And Matt Hardy came on. And what intrigued me the most to keep tuning in was I was so convinced Matt Hardy was uh, the Green Ranger. <laughs> like, you go back, like, I'm not even kidding. You go and, like, look them up and yeah. do a side by side, and they look so much alike back then. They had the same hash. Yeah, yeah. like, it was like. Uh, early 2000s, they they were freaking identical, <laughs> and I was I was so convinced. I was like, "Holy shit! There's a Power Ranger on wrestling. What the hell?" Tommy put <laughs> some weight. Yeah, <laughs> so it's goddamn morphin' time. <laughs> and, that, and ever since then, I've just been like diehard fucking Hardy Boys fan. <laughs> Because of the Green Ranger, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it, it's what it, it's what got me to tune in each week, and then then I just got hooked on it. I just got hooked on it. Damn, damn it! We'd have freaked out if my Hardy would just shout, "Yeah!" <laughs> right, just one time, just one time. Like that, it would be so great for him to just like pull out like a Power Ranger gimmick <laughs> on AEW. <laughs> well, I mean, he's already changing personas off the flip of the fucking coin. So yeah, and the great thing on the match card for Dynamite as well this week, they showed like ghosts of all the different gimmicks behind him. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> Good evening, wrestling fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Evolution of Pro Wrestling. I'm Lewis and this is Jay. Who made a bigger impact? Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock? Shawn Michaels or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? See, this is a, a crazy topic. And we got an exciting topic for you tonight. Who's better in which era? CM Punk or Bret Hart? WrestleMania. Holy cow. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the best and most shocking moments in SummerSlam history. Atu here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the Madhouse. So, on to Impact. Um, which I have to admit, I didn't have time to watch this week because we've been busy in the house, but I've looked up all the results and everything, so, uh, okay. This means I've also got everybody's name written down this week, people, for those of you who are, you know, 
who listened and I'm always like, this guy, I can't remember who he was facing because I've only just got back into Impact. Oh yeah, when that guy fought that guy. And... Um, so Tasha Steeles gets a win over Nevea. With, with of course, the help of Kiera Hogan. Well, I've left that bit for you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a great debut for Nevea the last, well, debut couple of weeks. Um, she obviously came in as Havoc's bodyguard, which makes no sense because Havoc's probably the last person that would need a bodyguard in a women's division. And right. she just hasn't been very good backup because she, you'd expect her to get all these wins and just beat people up and nothing. If anything, she'd been kind of a letdown. Uh, she came in like right there with uh, uh, Peroza, you know, so... Now that's, that's how you debut. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Also, I mean, uh, we got the return of Alicia Edwards. Just yeah. to be fed to Diana Perazzo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, did you watch the uh, interview that they did last week with? Uh, I think it was like a live stream on. Uh, oh no. Well, it was with a. Uh, Tommy Dreamer was on there, and then. Uh, there's a couple of girls but uh, Peraza you know she was like trying to cut this promo and she just sounded like she was about to fucking cry the entire time I was like what what have I missed here and she was just getting like she just got so upset like it's like I couldn't tell if it was like a legit shoot or if she just got herself so worked up that she was just about to cry, and then she just ends up and hangs up in the middle of the call. What was she upset about? I don't know. Uh, who, who's the uh, who's the champ? Current champ? Women's oh, champion? Women's champ is Jordan Grace. Yeah, it was. It was, she, Jordan. Pops up on the call. It was like a Zoom podcast call type thing. Mm-hmm. And Jordan pops up and starts like interrupting her because they were interviewing her and talking about her coming back and like just coming in and how she's being made out to be such a top contender. And uh, apparently, like, she's got to get like a uh, title shot and, um, but she was just saying, and like, they were just going at it, and then and she just got herself worked up so much going back at her mm-hmm. that she just sounded like she was about to cry. Well, maybe she's just emotional because obviously she has a small experience in Impact before, um, and then she goes to NXT, and you know the the pushing her a little bit you expect some big things from her and then they release her from NXT and Impact re-sign her and they really make her a big deal instantly so maybe it's just all got to her um, because... I don't know I, I don't, I don't, like I said I couldn't tell if it was like legit or if she's just like a good actor or what <laughs> I, I couldn't tell I, I'd go with her being overwhelmed and now we've got it confirmed that she'll be challenging Jordan at Slammiversary. Yep. Nice. They showed uh, 
they showed part of that interview who on the show and uh but they the part where she got like overworked or overwhelmed or whatever it may have been they completely cut that part out of it of what they showed on tv mm-hmm. but yeah. i actually caught live uh on twitter last week i think yeah. uh, it was it was right after uh the call of after right after we uh recorded hmm. because i watched that and then about 10 minutes later that's when I, my phone started blowing up with the uh, everybody getting called out and shit <laughs> oh crazy week um Okay, a surprising one from Impact that I read, uh, I wish I could say that I saw, um, was the North beginning, well, seemingly beginning a feud with Shamrock, jumping him on his way to the ring. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been teasing that uh, uh, Shamrock's going to go um, tag teaming with, uh, what's his face? Callahan. Yeah. Uh, see, you got the notes of everybody's names. I don't. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that one notes. I just remembered that one. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember thinking, uh, this is so it, weird. They were just trying to kill each other a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I know. And now well, they're pulling the card from WWE feud and make them attack him. Yeah, Seamus, Seamus Cesaro. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, they've been teasing that, so that doesn't really... Surprise me, that's just more or less confirmation. Mm. It'll, it'll be strange, really, if they do put the tag team titles on Shamrock and Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Now, I haven't... I, I didn't uh, get to finish Impact, neither. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know if uh, Moose... If they did another, a, uh, another music entrance with Moose like they did with uh, EC3's music. Uh, I didn't read anything about it. But now with EC3, he cut another promo that went out. Yeah. And standing in front of that uh, Ring of Honor, kind of teasing like he's going to be going there. I don't know if that's a swerve or what's going on with that. Yeah, I think he's really playing people and making them second-guess themselves until he actually does go where he's going to go um they did see that they pretty much guaranteed that a former world champion is returning the slammiversary though and that could be ec3 eric young uh james storm i ain't no damn telling who it could be ey is my guess oh yeah i mean that was like assumed from the beginning and that like Nobody pictured EC, uh, not EC3, uh, Eric Young going anywhere but Impact. Yeah, I think he would be the most obvious to go back. Yeah. Um, he, he had a huge run in Impact, like, well, obviously the TNA original, and did absolutely nothing in WWE. Uh, pisses me off because I really enjoyed uh, Sanity. Yeah. They were doing well in NXT, yeah. and then they moved them to SmackDown, and they just ceased to exist. Uh, it still pisses me off. 
So the, the teaser we got for the former world champion was like it suggested alcohol. That brings me to James Storm. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said last week was uh, they're they're probably just going to keep teasing different world champions, different people that got released. They're just going to tease all of them. Yeah. And then we're going to finally... Hell, it was. It might even be damn uh, Heath Slater that's going to go after Moose. Because there's probably going to be multiple ones because they teased Heath Slater. Yeah. They're coming there. Uh, they've teased EC3. They've teased James Storm. They've even had, like, you know, Aces and Eight. Um, they've had... They're, they're teasing all of them. So it's going to be who's going to go after Moose. That's the just the biggest question. And they're, we will, they're keeping it a damn good secret, I think. Yeah. Uh, Heath's the only one in 3MB who needs a world championship too. Oh, man. <laughs> just, just give it to him just so we can have it. <laughs> and then they'll go back to WWE and they'll give him the WWE title. That's how it works. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. Before we get to the end of Impact, Taya Valkyrie gets a win over Susie, uh, only to get a super kick from Kylie at the end of the match, and completely oversells a super kick. One of the reasons I can't stand Taya Valkyrie. Uh, well, Kylie also oversells a grumpy face. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody told her she smiles too much. <laughs> uh. I know I'm not supposed to like her, but... Uh, okay, then we have the main event with uh, Madman Fulton and <clears throat> Eddie Edwards. And it was what happened after the main event that got most people talking about Impact, which, as you mentioned, was the tease of Aces and Eights. Yeah. Um, now, for me, I, I did kind of enjoy Aces and Eights right up until they started unmasking people, and it was people we'd never heard of, like Wes Briscoe and Garrett Bischoff and then Nux. They pull out the bag. And, oh, and uh, Doc Gallows, who wasn't as big as he is now back then. He was just the guy that used to be Festus. Yeah, what I, what I, I have a feeling it's going to be hey, uh, they're going to bring back Aces and Eight, and it's going to be uh, Fulton, Gallows, and Ace Austin, and then probably one or two others. Um, Carl Anderson's still a free agent as well. well I, I I didn't throw him in there. I mean, he might go there, but he keeps teasing uh, New Japan. He's yeah. gonna go back to Japan. So, um, I think with Aces and Eights. As well, it also opens the door for, as we mentioned, a former world champion. Bully Ray's a former world champion. Yeah. I mean, that's a good possibility with Ring of Honor not uh, doing any shows or pretty much not doing anything. Yeah, and I mean, pretty much it's lost it's their a good Yeah, it's a good possibility that uh, uh, we'll start seeing some 
Ring of Honor people moving around. Yeah. Uh, Bully Ray would be the most likely person that D'Lo was talking to as well about getting the band back together. Yeah. Obviously, D'Lo was vice president and Bully was the president. Um, now, got to wonder if they'll bring Devon back as well. Devon was the sergeant at arms. I think the reason I liked Aces and Eight so much to begin with was, was because they did base it almost entirely on Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I can see that. So we, I've started yeah. watching that, by the way. Amazing <laughs> show. I've, I've always said Sons of Anarchy is one of the very few shows that never let me down at the end. Cut off Game of Thrones. Pissed <clears throat> <Ooh. laughs> everybody off. <laughs> yeah, I would say Sons of Anarchy and Black Sails were the most satisfying long-term shows for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, Black Sails. Criminally underrated. What does the shape have to say? It's time to shape up. It's time for you to prove that you are more than a one-headed wonder. It's only right for us to set that bar, to set that standard. I take the shape of whatever I need to be. Travis Anderson, your time has come. Match Wrestling presents Promo Slam August 20th. Go to matchwrestlinguk.weebly.com for more information. This is the pretty badass Kelly Klein telling you to turn it to 11 and take it to the mat. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And right about now, we're about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. All right, so on to the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, now, it's a fit, I don't care. Like, everybody keeps saying... Oh, it's not a war. It's not a bull fucking shit. <laughs> after after last night, it's definitely a damn Wednesday night war now. Oh, I mean, just so happens, you know, AEW is about to do two weeks of Fighter Fest, yes. and now guess what? Two weeks of Great American Bash. I'm so I'm so glad I didn't bring that up, and you were the first one to mention it. <laughs> because I was He's just going to rip outsider, damn it. yeah I, I was going to rip it and say oh look at WWE copying uh, AEW but I mean it is plainly obvious there was no mention of Great American Bash until now but like, I weeks of fucking, it. you got you got damn AEW doing like retro themed uh, shows they just did uh, a little while back uh, bash at the beach. Yeah. And now, well, they're bringing back those retro WCW gimmicks, and now you got NXT coming up with retro like WWF shows. They just did it in your house, and now they're doing Great American Bash. Yeah. Okay. They're yeah. playing copycat. Not not just that Great though. American the fact Bash, WCW. Yeah, not not just the fact that it's retro, but the fact that they decide suddenly to do 
a pay-per-view named episode the same week as AEW doing Fighter Fest. And the, well, if you want to go a little bit farther, if you want to go a little bit farther, you got it, Sheeta won the women's title, and then who right after won the women's title in NXT? Another Japanese girl. Got a problem against Japanese, homie? Not at all. I'm just saying, fuck <laughs> WWE. I'm starting to get pissed off that they're playing copycat. <laughs> I don't know about copycat on that one. In my opinion, with that one, like I don't know if that was copy. That wasn't as as copycat as as the Daniel Bryan EY situation. Oh man, that was bad. That was as copycat as you could get. Now, I think what it is is they they both companies understood shit. This is probably our best worker. We should give her the title. Yeah, and there you go. They, they well, I mean, I, that's what I thought too because I said when we were doing the predictions for it that I felt like she was deserving of it, and I'm not saying she's not because she is. It's just now I'm suspicious if fucking Vince McMahon is getting his hands more wrapped around NXT, which they've said that he has been. I'm about to say, was it not obvious with the puke last week? It, it, it's, I'm, I'm and like, the dumpster I'm throwing? Like, <laughs> Come on, like uh, it's it's the little stuff. It's the it's the it's the it's the trash jokes. It's the puke. It's the yep. shoe. Since when the fuck did Robert Stone become woman from WCW with the goddamn shoe? Everybody's pulling out the shoe. Yeah, or random tasks. I'm just waiting powers. for. Yes. I, I'm just waiting for like next week. Damn, uh, Cameron Grimes is going to come out with a damn pooper scooper. Cameron Grimes, <laughs> man. Uh, okay, let's talk NXT before AEW because we obviously we got to predict night one of Fight of Fest this week. Um, <clears throat> I was looking on. Obviously, I watched Dynamite and NXT at the same time, and I was looking through Twitter. And I just saw loads of people saying, okay, so AEW are opening with this, and NXT are opening with a Cameron Grimes match. I'm going to watch AEW. I can't say it, but, <laughs> but I did watch I did watch NXT first, and I, I really enjoyed it. First off, I'm loving, like, what Cameron Grimes does. Like, everything he's doing, I think it's the best. He fucking beats up Damian Priest. Like in his car, like uses the car to beat him up, and as he's like walking away from the scene of the crime, the camera guy just walks by him. He's like, "Oh, Damien Priest looks a little bit squashed." <laughs> and just walks away. I'm like, "This guy's awesome." Yeah. And then he goes to the ring and was like, "Oh, this guy's trying not to fight me again." He's like, "It's the greatest match of his life." Says so like he, uh, oh yeah, he, he first he, uh, what did he say? He said, well, "I, he, I had to wrestle Finn Balor with a broke jaw." He's like, first this guy." He's like, he no-shows me, and now he's all laying around, act like he got beat up. I'm like, you beat him up. What do you mean, act like he got beat up? You beat him up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not that Cameron Grimes is bad. It's the fact that they really haven't showcased him as a legit threat to anybody until really this week. Yeah. I think this week worked out great. And then on top of that, like the match, the match was a good story. It yeah. was a very, very good story. Apparently, Damian Priest is a fucking face all of a sudden. I, 
Uh, I've always kind of felt he's a tweener. All I know is, is when this guy wants to sell his back, I fucking feel bad. Because, <laughs> like, he sells the shit out of it where I'm like, okay, leave this fucking guy alone. Because he's selling it like it's broken. Uh, now, the one thing I can't really get into, well, I'm finding it hard to get into, is Phantasma's uh, faction. What? I don't know. It just seemed kind of bland. The legacy of Phantasma? I mean, I mean, I, I know he's a big. Name I know he's a big deal way. and everything. It's just like the whole presentation of the of the group. It's just very basic. It's dudes in suits. Yeah, we've seen a hundred times before. They should stay before. masked. At, they should stay masked at all times until they're about to wrestle. That way, it's a constant disrespect to the luchadors. Yeah, I think that that's something they should start doing asap, and get rid of the fucking suits. Yeah, the suits are what I've, makes it basic. Yeah, I'm not dig like that's what I'm saying. Like, switch the suits for fucking lucha masks. Where, where, like, um, where the goddamn the shirt he was wearing the the was it the the legacy of Phantasma? I can't pronounce in Spanish right now. I'm too fucking <laughs> tired. Uh, but I mean, like, try that. Try something like it's these fucking suits, man. I feel like I'm watching Seth Rollins' gimmick on fucking NXT. <laughs> Which which has won a lot of people over, including me. The fucking Monday night masseur. No. Hard oh. pass. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're still they're still going with Dominic Mysterio as well, which another thing we glossed over. What was that Dominic? He he actually got physical this week though and he looked good doing it. Yeah. He's he's getting there. I'm wondering when they're actually going to uh, put him in a match. Yeah. Probably some. That's the fun. next step. Hey, I'm down. All right. Yeah, and like we said last week, it would be full circle because Dominic was on the line once at SummerSlam. And a lot of us. I, 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 I'm telling you. That I, up, I, I, really, I really want them to put, like, fucking... Just just to have it poetic a little bit, just have like Ray Mysterio's career on the line or just put him somehow like his mask or his career or something. Put that on the mask so he can be on the line. Yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Add a little fuel to the fire. Why not? We got till August anyway. Um. We had another, well, it wasn't really a squash match. It did last a little bit longer. Actually, I think it lasted longer than Champa, where it was crossed there defeating Bronson Reed. Yeah, they threw each other around. Hmm. A little back and forth. Not a squash. Just kind of quick. Well, it, it was it was a squash with, 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 uh, with big ass, I want to call him Jonah Rock. Uh, with big, <laughs> uh, fucking, what the hell is this real? I forget what they, Bronson Reed. Yeah. With big-ass Bronson Reed getting in, like, a throw-in here and there. But, uh, like, the exploder, suplex, Saito, he's just throwing this big fucker around like it's nothing. Cross is insane. Yeah, he's he's a strong fucking guy. Or as they say in the in the in in my other fucking favorite podcast, well, he's a big, strong motherfucker. Yeah. The, the great detail on Cross's match, is after the match, they had a female referee for this match, and she raises his hand, and he just gives it an absolute death stare. It's great. 
There's only one woman raising my arm. So who in the hell are you? <laughs> and let's be honest, if, if Charlotte was raising my arm, I kind of wouldn't want nobody else doing it either. Well, yeah, very true. Like, no, no, you don't touch. <laughs> That's her job. Plus, she's very scary. You're fucking telling me. <laughs> Speaking of scary, um, <coughs> Dexter Loomis scared the shit out of Roddy Strong and wins by countout. And Strong just completely runs away. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Strong. This put, whole thing kills me. Strong calls I'm a sorry, Monty Python. Run away. He's just like, nope, nope. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then Dexter gets out, and he's like, nope, fuck this shit. And he bolts. And Fish is like, where are you going? Yeah, and then Dexter just because there's nobody in the crowd to hear him yelling, like a snake. <laughs> uh, I did so love good. the psychiatrist part though. <laughs> Roddy's got like his eyes closed. He refuses to look at the doctor, and then all of a sudden he's just like, Kyle. Let's go get in that trunk. And I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck? Okay, somebody's really enthusiastic about a trunk. And then he gets in, and he gets out, and Adam Cole's like, that's great. Now you got a match. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened to, like, baby steps, man? This guy went from conquering the trunk to get your ass in the ring. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. This is a little, this is abrasive. Yeah, they're, they're doing this so well, this whole feud with, uh, with Dexter Loomis. And I'm not going to lie, I thought Kyle O'Reilly's beard was fake. It is not. And it's awesome. You must teach me. You must teach me how to grow a two-tone <laughs> beard. With this fucking, like, it's red. It's a red beard. Like, he, like he's a fucking ginger. But he's not, <laughs> but he's not a ginger. <laughs> um, okay, main event was, of course, a triple threat match. Um, Keith Lee successfully defending his North American Championship against Gargano and Balor. Hell of a main event. Yeah, um, pretty fun main. And now we're going to get the winner take all next week against Adam Cole, baby. Cole and Keith. I don't know. Let's see. Uh, let's see. If, I don't know. Maybe it's. I think Adam Cole is a, is a double champ. I think if there's anybody who deserves that moniker, it would be Adam Cole. Um, but at the same time, I don't, I don't see how they wouldn't mind the idea of just giving Keith Lee everything and letting him run it for a bit. Well, at the risk of unifying everything, I'm still hoping that Cross just interferes and makes it a no contest. That'd be great, but like that's the thing that I think we're all a little worried about. We know Vince has got his hands and shit, and when Vince has his hands and shit, he loves to unify titles. Yeah. For the sake of well, nothing. That, that was rumored to uh, uh, be what's happening because they're wanting to restructure title belts and redesign them all again. And uh, yeah. so uh, it's rumored that they're going to unify it and it'd be like the, I don't fucking know, North American NXT <laughs> world champion or some shit like that. I have no fucking Surely idea. even Vince knows that NXT needs a mid-card belt. Yeah. Yeah, they got the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. I forgot about that. 
Yeah, but you've still got to be under 205 to go for it. Yep. Well, that's about half well, their roster. First off, I don't think Santos is under 205. Have you seen the fucking back on that guy? Ugh. He's a wide mofo. Yeah. And, of course, maybe, maybe they his just first opponent. It. It, nobody mentioned his first opponent, which was the guy in my whole theory, by the way. Being Jake Atlas. Now he loses to the legacy of Phantasma. After Drake Maverick got fucking killed on concrete, legitimately no table, all all concrete. Yeah. And then now I'm sure this might lead to some sort of tag, maybe kind of, sort of. I just, I have to have this Jake Atlas turn. If I can't have a fucking masked Phantasma and an unmasked Phantasma, I better have Jake Atlas as part of this fucking click. <laughs> It, it definitely needs something. Yeah, it needs it needs spicing up. I'm telling you, man, let me write this thing. I got it. Uh, okay, well, there's four matches um, announced for the Great American Bash next week. I guess we should predict this, too, seeing as it's kind of a special. It's fucking two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah. What is with the... I mean, Fighter Fest, I get it. Like... You know, A, WWE did fucking WrestleMania. It's too big for one day. And, you know, AEW, they were, they did it great. Like, I, Fighter Fest was free, and this is a great way to keep it free, but just give us the match, give us great matches. So it's, I yeah. think this is great. Wasn't it? But then, like, how fucking Trav said, oh, it's not a war. My ass. Here comes, oh, fuck. Uh, uh, Vince is, like, scrolling through names. What names can we use? What names can we use? Uh, 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 this one. And then fucking Triple H is probably sitting in the room. Hey, Vince, you know this is a WCW one. Get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, last year at Fighter Fest, it was a pay-per-view, but it wasn't really a main pay-per-view. It was kind of like a house show that was being broadcast. Um, yeah, and wasn't that the one with uh, with CEO? Yeah. Oh, uh, like the gamer one. This year it's just an AEW event. Uh, we had that gamer been... dude fucking wrestle Nakazawa. Oh, who was it? Something Bailey's. Who? Getting them slammed on Legos. Is his name like Jim Bailey or something like that? Uh, Alex Jabailey, yeah. Alex Jabailey was like I, something Bailey. <laughs> Just nuts. Okay, so for the bash next week, we have a strap match between Roddy Strong and Dexter Lewis. Ooh. Now you're talking. That sounds like Great American Bash written all over it. Yeah. How about a Texas bull rope? Bring um, some fucking physicality back to wrestling, please. Well, since Strong can't run away, we got to go with Dexter Loomis for this one. I, I think anyway. so. Oh, yeah. You know what? No. I, since everybody's just jumping on that, I think Roddy's going to get the win with the help of Bobby Fish. Another viable option. Yeah, it could go either way, honestly. I, I personally could say it going either way, but I'm just going to – I got to stick with Dexter Lewis, man. I, I'm just loving him too he much. He is on a tear. I'd hate to bet against him right now. Yeah, yeah like I said, he is on a tear. Um. Oh, did I say four matches? I can only see three, actually. So. Eh. Wait. Yeah, like yeah there is four. Obviously, there's four. Okay. Um. Next match. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. In a handicap match against Aaliyah and Robert Stone. 
<laughs> Rhea. But Rhea. Ripley will join the Robert Stone brand if she loses. Gotta be oh, Ripley. Uh, Gotta be Ripley. <laughs> God, it was so great. Aaliyah comes running out. Just because your career's in the trash doesn't give you the right to throw my manager in it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Oh, boy. And, uh, yeah, no, Rhea. Um, this is going to be fun. Looking through this, actually, it's next... Not next week, it's the week after we get Keith Lee and Adam Cole, so that's going head-to-head with night two of Fighter Fest. Yeah. So, yeah, there Which is, I believe that... For next week. I think it's also we'll get Cage and Mox on night two. Yeah. Maybe. Um, so, the other match for next week... If they're smart. ...is a fatal four-way. There always seems to be a fatal four-way for a number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. This time it's Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Dakota Kai. They have no way of fucking like building anybody, so this is their way of ah here we go, just like get the fuck out there. I mean, at least they don't do the main roster thing and just throw them all in one match. Yeah, thank God. Uh, I'm going Candice, no. even though like Dakota has been like uh, I want to say Dakota's kind of been on the rise as of late. Yeah, but I just can't stop. I just can't stop imagining her like shooting something out of her forearm when she does her thing. I don't. It reminds me of Mega Man. Yeah, I mean we've got two feuds going on in this match. We've obviously got Tegan and Dakota Kai, and then Candice and Mia. So, <sighs> given the fact that she's only recently started to be pushed, I'm gonna go with Candice. Trav. Uh let's see here. I'll, I'm going. I'm going one of two ways. I can't decide. Uh, I'll go Mia. Interesting. Okay. Um, Hell, maybe they'll be the first... Oh, well, no, they're not married. Never mind. <laughs> first boyfriend and girlfriend champions? No, that was like stepping trips. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we just had Sasha and uh, not Sasha, fucking uh, Becky and Seth. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, it's true. That was awful. They weren't married, but still, <laughs> they're gonna be. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fighter Fest Night One, five matches. Alright. And we can, we can probably discuss Dynamite as we go on with this one too. So we'll kick it off with Private Party versus Santina and Ortiz. Oh, Mm-hmm. Uh, shit that man this is what kills me and also why I love it honestly it can go either fucking way with this as well uh, uh, PMP they haven't really had, had much gain as of late you know they haven't had much of a push shockingly uh so it would be a good time for them to get that push and They've been getting get some shine with Matt Hardy. He's been giving them some well, TV spotlight. A little bit, but it's all been singles matches with them, well, mostly. Hey, not as a tag team. But then you mentioned Matt Hardy with, you know, who, uh, Hardy Party. And so, so they've been getting... They, it seems like they're about to get a push of some sort, so it could literally go either way with it. Um, 
Damn. I can't really abbreviate this one either because it's PP versus PMP. <laughs> um, I'll go. I'll go private party. Okay, I'm gonna go with Santana and Ortiz just because they haven't really done much, but they've been on TV more than private party. Yeah. Did Matt Hardy beat Santana last night? Because yes. I, I fell asleep. He. Yeah. I want to say he did. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. He got like a roll up. Oh, this this would have been when my internet just died for like ten minutes, so I missed like ten Noice. minutes of both shows. Nice. Uh, I got Santana uh, and Ortiz. All right. Uh, now another tag team match. Actually, we got three tag team matches on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jurassic Express versus MJF and Wardlow. MJF and Wardlow. Absolutely. I mean, did you guys not see that great opener? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That thing was awesome. Yeah. I mean, Wardlow with this fucking hurricane, this giant man hurricane Rana, by the way, executed perfectly, if I might add. The yeah. fucking stage spot was awesome. Marco, I swear to God, he touched the heavens. This fucking poor little guy <laughs> flew in the air. And then Wardlow just crashes like a fucking ton of bricks. I thought that was a great spot. And then I love Luchasaurus, and I'm like, I love that he's doing these spots. He barely got that fucking shooting star press. Barely got it. And you know what? It looked good, so that's fine. But it was just like, dude, heaven forbid there wasn't a sea of dudes. Like, what would have happened? I uh, I love the fact that AEW did a lumberjack match in the middle of a pandemic. The least socially distanced match possible in wrestling. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oof. Yeah, well, MJF's still undefeated, so i got to go MJF and Wardlow as well. Uh, Travis? Oh, I, I already said mine. <laughs> no, uh, MJ, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, somebody was, um, uh, my, okay, let me, I'll go ahead and put him on blast. Uh, no, I won't, just so he, he, he sits with anticipation. I have somebody who asked me, why does the ranking system in AEW not make sense? And I said, in what way does it not make sense? I said, well, if fucking MJF is like, constantly been number one for so long, why wasn't he given a title match? I said, have you seen how many matches this guy's had? He's like, oh, yeah, he didn't have that many matches. Like, so why would all of a sudden he get a title shot over somebody else? Plus, the idea is, I guess, every time they bring in somebody new, they want to give him a title shot, so that way they can establish them as a main eventer, an upper mid-carter, a mid-carter, whatever. And then there you can you can be gauged. Yeah. But he like he, this, he was just like, well, MJF should have got a title. I was like, that's what they're building towards. You get him angrier and angrier and angrier and angrier, and then eventually he's just going to say, I demand a fucking title shot. And best case scenario, it's going to be against Cody, and it's going to be killer. Yeah, you know, I didn't even think about Cody and MJF for the TNT title, because that isn't on the ranking system. That's just open challenge. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'd be good. 
But I mean, he is ranked number one. So I mean, if there's anybody more deserving of a, of, of accepting an open challenge, yeah. Um, okay, now we have three title matches on night one. First up, Hikaru Shida defending against Penelope Ford. Shida. Yeah. Ford is gorgeous as all hell, and I think she's like one of the better workers. But nah. That, you can stay looking slack. sexy over there. Right? Oh, I feel like Steph walked into the room because, Jesus Christ, she laid that fucking thing in. And then she'd have beat, was it Red Velvet? She beat her so fast, I didn't even have time to write her name down. She came oh, in, hit the move, and was out. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think her name was Red Velvet anyway. Just absolutely yeah, squashed. Right. And then she pulled the old Brock Lesnar, and I don't get paid by the hour. Yeah, and then she just goes right after Ford. It's great. Well, and then, it was great. I love Kip Sabian. He's all freaking out, breaking them up, like while they're fighting, and he realizes, "Oh God damn it, you broke my glasses!" And he gets all mad at her. Oh, that was cool seeing Kip Sabian get like, decked. I was like, "Dude, those things were broke for a while." <laughs> oh man, I'm liking it. Uh, it was a really good show today. If if wrestling is taught as anything, one of the scariest things is an angry Japanese girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do not want to make the little Japanese ladies mad. Uh, okay. Do you know I'm not really expecting any title changes, but Cody, Jake Hager for the TNT Championship. I got to stick with Cody. Somebody told me this guy has like a god complex right now, and I'm like, that's far fetched. Do I think he's cutting like the most babyface Ric Flair promos ever? Yeah, but I don't see him like having like a god complexion. Do you guys feel that way? Do you feel he's so unbeatable? No, I think he's just or trying he's to get to my TNT he's... title. Or is it just like? They're actually building this shit up, and the, when the when finally he does lose, it means something. Yeah, and yeah, it's the only singles title he can go for, so it's got to mean something. Yeah. Fuck you, uh, fucking what culture and your goddamn god complex bullshit. Oh, always <laughs> fuck what culture. Dude, like when I read that, I was, and then I got asked about it. Like, do you? I was like, dude, stop reading what culture. Yeah. And he looked right at me. How did you know? I was like, oh, because they're idiots. That's how I know. <laughs> did you not see, like, the only good people that work for that staff run away and do their own thing, cultaholic, and then, well, they went to shambles? Yeah. Uh, I did like the the uh, press conference segment, too. That was great. Goddamn Arn Anderson, like, every fucking true pro wrestler, the mic's right there in the middle for everybody, and he pulls it in front of his goddamn face. Like, dude, really? <laughs> Like you, you can't just like let it chill. He's like, I gotta cut this promo. Let me grab this thing. And he, he sounds good. like he sounds like the, the same the only, dude from '96. I mean, really, the, if it was a press the conference, they all should have had microphones. <laughs> the only thing that killed me about it was Dustin. Uh, he got <laughs> too <laughs> damn angry girl. <laughs> Cody, like fucking uh, Jake Hager, does nothing except he puts his like fist close to 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 Cody's face, and Dustin just flips his shit. Yeah, we well, like, fucked him. Calm the fuck down. 
But Cody, Cody was peacemaker for all of it. Okay, okay, just let him go. Let him go. Um, and water <laughs> thrown in his face, and he's like, "It's fine, it's fine, it's fine." I was like, "I'm surprised Brandy didn't just like jump over the table." Like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Why didn't Brandy do anything? I would have been great. At least get her in the shot trying to, you know, get past because, Cody. If anything. Well, probably got scared by damn Dustin's reaction. <laughs> I mean, technically, throwing a drink over somebody is assault. I remember, was it Paige oh, got arrested for assault, it? Assault, brother. Paige actually got arrested for it once. It's true. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I buy it. Um, okay, all for Cody on that one. And... I'm guessing the main event for night one is the World Tag Team Championships. Kenny Omega and Paige defending against the best friends. Best friends. But b- 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 best friends. <laughs> yeah, I'm, okay, you're I, for title I know you said. Yeah, I know you said you don't see any title changes. I do. I definitely think uh, uh, we're going to get a title change this time. It's going to be the only title change. And it's gonna be this one. Hmm. I don't hate it. I'm not gonna lie. I love Hangman and 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 Kenny as tag champs. I think that they are making teams better. In if that makes sense. Yeah. By uh, just you know they're going out there. They're working with like legit working with them. They're allowing them to you know just to get over. You know they're not just getting beat to shit. But at the same time. If you paid attention to half of that fucking video package, it was about the possible deception of Hangman and Kenny. Like, how is one guy, how, how they can't even share the same drink. They, they shouldn't be friends. And I'm like, first <laughs> off, that's not true at all. Okay. It's like, I know plenty of motherfuckers that they'll drink straight whiskey and I'm looking at them like, yeah, I'm down. And then there's, I have other friends, and, and I'll say this uh, po- politically correct, my Mexican Latino friends, which, you know, it's my family. Who are drinking just fucking straight tequila, like not even wincing, while I'm like doing the whole lime salt and, and like a jitter afterwards, and I'm fucking Mexican. Yeah, I'm actually jealous at that that immunity to tequila. Right? How? Jesus. <laughs> I I get two shots in and it's it's ball game, but I'll I'll kill some Jameson like it's yeah soda. But then then you get the Rock as well, who's also seemingly immune to tequila. But have you seen how much tequila this guy fucking drinks, though? Exactly. I mean, I saw a live video once. I think it was after Rocky Johnson passed away, and then The Rock put out a video, and there was like he had a bottle of tequila in front of him, and half of it was gone. Gone, like nothing. Oh, it's too ridiculous. I've I've tried his tequila, the Terminado, ter- Terminado, as you will. It's really smooth. Hmm. Very very smooth. You could it, it, it would uh, it would sneak up on you. That's for damn sure. All right. So, uh... anyway. <clears throat> you know what? I'm with Tramp. Let's go with the best friends. I'm down for the. Dece- I don't want to see the deception, but I keep hoping that one of these two dudes is going to be next for Mox. Okay. And there's well, no way I... that this is going to happen without them not without them having the without them being tag champs. I mean, I could see. I could see that. I think it would be great. I would love to see, you know, who Kenny and Mox go at it again. Um, I would love to see Hangman and Mox go at it. But it would set up beautifully for them to uh, 
lose and then Hangman just get fucking pissed or even mm-hmm. Kenny get pissed or one of them turn they just start beating the shit out of each other and then they set up for them to be number one contender have a number one contenders match or something to that effect I always um, said that the that the most over Kenny was heel Kenny I always said it also I the other reason is they're bringing in more tag teams. They're creating more tag teams, and it's a good time for them to go back to single mm-hmm. sacks. That way you give the belts to a legit team, a team that can work well with everybody. You know, they have yep. they have great styles. They're, they're good storytellers. It can work out. It is kind of annoying now that they, they've now finally started getting along. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it took a little bit. It took them understanding that uh, they're different. <laughs> it took them understanding that, hey, we are the oddball couple, and this, we need to figure it out, and they figured it out. Yeah. Um, We're getting a huge eight-man tag match on night two now that, that we know. Uh, great tag team match again. FTR defeat SCU, and after the match, they're distracted by Blade and the uh, Andy Williams. <laughs> played in the end. Yeah, you. Um, First off, I when I saw when I was watching this and I and I seen them in the truck, my heart stopped and I'm like, "Don't mess up that truck! How dare you even like sit in that fucking seat?" They really, yeah, they really yeah. like doing those truck entrances, don't they? On dynamite, that thing is so badass. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dad owned one of those, and we that was the exact vision we had. Was we were going to lower it a little bit. We were going to jet black. You know, we were going to do it up. And he ended up selling it. And me and my brother, like, were absolutely heartbroken. But that exact truck is what I had envisioned to, to do with my dad's. But it would have been green. It would have been green. Because that's my thing. I like green. And so uh, who, who are you going with, Dazzy, for the tag team titles? Uh, yeah, I'm sticking with Omega Page. Oh, okay. I think if they're going to drop the titles, it'll be to, I mean, no disrespect to best friends, but a bigger tag team like maybe FTR or Aiden Andy Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I'd, I'd, and I'm saying this, but I would love to see them lose them to the Bucks. Yeah, all that. I would love to see Hangman, like, I know I, I picked the best friends, but heaven forbid that doesn't happen. And say it's either FTR or the Bucks, right? Say they have they have going number one one on one or you know they go against each other for the number one contendership. And say maybe the Bucks win. What a perfect deception to break up the quote unquote elite. Then to finally, you know, now Kenny's mad that the Buck the his best friends beat him, and then Hangman's pissed off because he probably is going to be the guy that would take the pin from Matt. Just to stir the pot, mm. so he goes on a drinking binge. You know, I'm, I can write this shit now. All Lucha Brothers have pentagons are finally back now. I'm about to say yes, this. they're cool. finally able to get out of Mexico, and it looks like they're going to move to Florida. Nice. This is where to go. This is how to do. I mean, don't get me wrong, Mexico is cheap as fuck, but <laughs> when your job's in Florida. <laughs> Uh, the weird thing, obviously, from Dynamite was Colt Cabana, boom, boom, 
And uh, Dark Order, he's kind of with them, but he's kind of not. Yeah, he's like on a tryout or something. It's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Be uh, be careful how you cook your steak, is all I can say. Cope. Hey, that's a good turn. I like that. Now, now I did like how... Uh... Oh, man, I keep wanting to call him damn Luke Harper. Mr. Brody Lee. I know, I know that that's his name, but I just don't want to call him Brody Lee because I can't see Brody Lee. No, 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 Mr. Brody Lee. I don't give a fuck. Mr. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Um, that's fine. I saw somebody I'm this morning a... still refer to Marx as Ambrose. Oh, oh well, Lord. Fuck that. <laughs> okay, like that one's uh, kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but anyways, uh, going back to that match, I liked how Brody took that. Um, he took that shot for a like push Colt Cabana out of the way. Hey, Joey Janela jumps out of the ring and just like Brody just grabs him in midair and just like throws him into the damn barricade. Yeah, you the bastard. Wow. By the way, can we talk about how cool of a fucking uh, team Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss are? Now, that's an oddball I, team. I, <laughs> I, hey, I like it. It is an oddball, but it works. That vignette, dude, felt like a uh, like an 80s buddy comedy. But like <laughs> uh, like an action comedy. It was great. I liked it. Yeah, as, as an oddball team, it's kind of like Goldust and Booker T. Yes. Well, yes. actually, no, Joey Janela is not as cool as Booker T, but... <clears throat> He's not as cool as Booker T, but is is Sunday Kiss more provocative than Goldust? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think they even themselves out there. Yeah. Uh, all I know is is the quote of the night, because again I pitch it all the freaking time. Watch the stuff with Harold. Harold's fucking quote of the night is, "Holy crap, Sunday Kiss has got a lot of ass." And I said, "Yeah, <laughs> I'm. That's not. I'm not trying to be gay. I'm just. That's. It's. It's the fuck out there." Okay. It is the fuck. If you wanted to trick a man, I'm well, sure I'm, somebody would be. You know, we're not trying to. You know, Sonny Kiss but, but is saying. the fuck out there. Yeah, that's true. That personality is something, something fierce. I've gone back and watched some of his, uh, some of his indie stuff. Incredibly athletic, like ridiculously athletic. Um, but the character, the the character's over the top. It does remind me a lot of Goldust, yeah. um, but I want to say it, a more modern Goldust, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, it's it's a gimmick Orlando Jordan didn't do very well, but it's not really a gimmick. That That's just okay. Sunny Kiss. That's just Sunny Kiss. <laughs> Go out there and be your gimmick. What's my gimmick? You. Uh, just go be you. <laughs> oh, that's easy. You know, you, you said Orlando Jordan. It just reminded me hey, that they released so many people from WWE, yeah. but Jason Jordan is still there. Not only yeah, there, he, I think he was there helping out Jeff Hardy the day he crashed that car, quote unquote. Yeah, well, Speaking yeah. of people that were released, Cesar Bononi in the background of AEW. The thing is, everybody else who was released can still wrestle. Yeah. Plus, like, it's been so long. I, I don't do what. 
Plus Jason Jordan's now on paternity. Oh. Kurt Angle's a grandfather. <laughs> grandfather here. <laughs> but not really. <clears throat> as he as he chops his spaghetti with scissors. I love that video. It, it, it's just been so long that I, I completely forgot about Jason Jordan. I forgot. Like, the world like, forgot about Jason before. Jordan. Yeah, yeah, he's just a producer. And, uh, uh, I was scrolling uh, Twitter, and he popped up on like one of those like people you may want to follow type thing. Oh, yeah. And he popped up. I was like. And I was okay. looking at his bio, and he said that he was a WWE superstar. I'm like, really? I forgot you even exist. Technically, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, just a producer. Um, the, the thing that kills me with that Kurt Angle video chopping the spaghetti with scissors is how angry his wife gets at it. Like, Oh, she was fucking furious. <laughs> she, she, she can't believe that he's cutting spaghetti with scissors. And I'm like, like, you can't genius. be that lazy, Kurt. It's not lazy, it's genius. <laughs> he's like, hey, I res, he's like, I res, I want a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. And she's like, oh my god, don't give me that broken freaking neck crap. I'm like, dude, that's a typical wife answer. I'm so confused as to what y'all are talking about. Have you not seen the video where like Kurt Angle is sitting there, he's eating spaghetti, and all of a sudden he just grabs scissors and chops it, just so <laughs> no. it's easier, so he's not slurping noodles. Oh my god. His wife flips her <laughs> shit. How long I, ago? She's got to be Italian. She's got to be Italian. Uh, yeah, I think she I, I don't know no other reason for you to flip your shit he, over there. Yeah, he's he secretly filming it at the, at the dinner table, and all the while she's flipping out, he's just looking at the camera trying not to laugh. <laughs> he's like, can I get some more milk? I'm like, who the fuck drinks milk with spaghetti? Oh, Kurt drinks milk of everything. Apparently. Fucking <laughs> hell. One of the many reasons we will always love Kurt Angle. Oh, Lord. He's so down to earth. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> He's so great. Uh, all right. Well, we've predicted uh, Fighter Fest Night 1. That's AEW's next special. But we're going deep on August 20th for Promo Slam, where you will see a first time ever exhibition between The Shape and Travis Walker Anderson. And who knows, Travis could be pulling double duty. He's one of the eight participants looking to become this year's King of the Mic, where the winner will challenge the promo champion at Promo Slam. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm not going for a triple duty. Y'all can find something else for the knowledge. I'm not I'm not doing it this go around. Well, the knowledge championship <laughs> will be... I want to I wanna leave on a good note. I don't know if I'm going to do it again, because I, I did so great. I don't want to look so like there's shit. there's no way I'll ever top this liver again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, the knowledge championship will be on the line as the Phoenix defends in the summer freeway against Moses and one other challenger to be confirmed. And it's not going to be Travis. Uh, yeah, he just unconfirmed, right? He just unconfirmed himself, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Trav does. He, he just confirmed that he won't be confirmed. <laughs> I got like eight questions, right? I got to stay on top. <laughs> and just to get your juices flowing on the pre-launch show on the Monday before, it's Judge versus Judge as Daniel Crimmins returns to the mic for an exhibition with the podcast machine. Mike Larkin. Damn, Mike, take a fuck break. 
<laughs> yeah, you only do specials now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we all say. You watch, he'll just randomly pop up on the call next turn. Yeah, Mike has become oh, the. Like, oh, shit. Mike's become the Undertaker of podcasting. <laughs> only show. Well, then when's he gonna just show up at just fucking uh, promo meeting? <laughs> just once a year. Um, we'll also be predicting SummerSlam for that all-important predictions championship. For more information, head to maxwrestlinguk.weebly.com. And before we close out, actually, I just remembered we should probably touch quick on The Undertaker's, quote, retirement, uh, which pretty much everybody has taken deadly serious, and I'm just like, yeah, we'll see. Because he didn't actually he, use the words retired. He said he doesn't he feel like said, getting in the ring. Right. He doesn't have to get in a damn ring, and the Boneyard match proved that. It's just highly possible that he will not be in a ring again. Hmm. And maybe, like, you know, just for a promo or something. But I think he'll definitely have matches. They'll be those cinematic styles. Yeah. I mean, he even said, in case of emergency, he'll consider working again. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I was just going to say, like, this guy, he was content at the end of WrestleMania 30 when he lost. And look what happened. That phone rang. That's all that has to happen. The phone rings. Yeah. You saw this guy's ready to turn it on like that at the fucking flip of a switch. He'll call fucking uh, Carlito or whoever the fuck he was training with and oh, go take bumps today. Oh, yeah, Primo, excuse me. <laughs> and then he'll start going take bumps today. I mean, for crying out loud, the guy's still doing the, the, the that crazy-ass crop, CrossFit regimen. Yeah. Like, Jesus nuts like i'm i'm 30 bro and like i'm not trying to do that and he's like double my age <laughs> yeah we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll see when wwe heads to saudi again yeah that's exactly <laughs> but we'll see And the bell has rung for another week, and it's time for us to bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow our Max Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. CastBox. And of course, don't forget to give Andre Corbeil a subscription on Wrestling with Wrestling. We're also available on there. You can find me at the Captain 512 You can find... Travis at Walker underscore TA92 and for all you smart marks get ready to follow El Jefe that's right SMR podcast or SMR podnet everywhere possible Facebook Twitter Instagram um, of course we're also on wrestling with wrestling with Andre Corbeil you can check us out there I don't know what's all going to happen with that I'm going to be blunt now we put up in your house uh, our in your house review it immediately got taken down Apparently, WWE does not want me to critique their uh, their pay-per-views. So, for the time being, all WWF retro pay-per-views will be strictly audio form. But uh, I don't think we're going to have a problem doing Hog Wild. So, that should be up there. That's coming soon. I said it in the like last week's ep- episode. Um, we did not do an AEW NXT review strictly because of Father's Day. I don't work on my day off. <laughs> Neither should you. You know, every dad should not work on Father's Day. Just like how mom shouldn't do nothing on Mother's Day. Take the day. Appreciate yourself. 
So there was no shows for that for those who were like, what the fuck's going on around here? We didn't die. We just, you know, we took the break. So everything's coming back. Retros are going to be every two weeks. So there will be one dropping Monday and then two weeks from now, another one and vice versa. The point is, is when we get to August 10th, the day of August 10th, that Monday is the day that uh, Hogwild will drop. It will drop exactly 24 years to the day or 24 years that week. So that's how that regimen is going to go. So, yeah, I'm sure Trav is dying to get back into the retro pay-per-views, but we'll see, especially since you learned who the Blue Bloods are and all that other fun (laughs) stuff. All right. And next next week, I don't. Dazzy, did you even plug what's happening next week? Uh, I was about to plug Mike's. Fuck Mike. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get into that said. as well. Um, it will. <laughs> there, there will be a new. Well, normally it would be a new episode of Max Racing in the hot seat, but it's getting rebranded next week. Well, this week in the next couple of days, actually. Uh, depending on when Mike does the interview, he'll be talking to King of the Mike's very own Mike Jolly. Alright. And join us next week for match one in this year's King of the Mike tournament as Travis Thor Walker Anderson battles Cypher. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I, Corey came over to the house over the weekend, and he was talking a whole bunch of shit like he's going to actually win. And I'm like, motherfucker, listen. You, you've had a couple well, big dog matches and you didn't follow through. What the hell do you think you're going to do when it comes to me? Loser gets put in a sharpshooter. Uh, he, he ain't going to get no damn sharpshooter. He's going to get a fucking stunner. And I'll promise you that. <laughs> uh, I've heard good things. I'm looking forward to it. Um, plus, next week is also the promo championship match between Rob Chef and the Demoness to kick off the King of the Mike season. Uh, also, yeah, so real quick, I'm going to go behind the curtains. Well, if that's Rob Sheff, if you're fucking listening to this, bro, I need height and weight ASAP. Bruce Buffer style coming your way. Yeah, we got to do Taylor the Tape. Truth be told, mainly because these guys loved it the first time when I just bullshitted, and now I think it's <laughs> got to be a thing. Yeah. Um, also, I think uh, Demon S is in trouble this time. You, I think the same thing, dude, but you know what? When you come from that real, real dark corner of London, England, shit's going to get crazy. Well, she I think the demoness is running out of steam. Did you not see her live? She couldn't even blow out the damn candles. You know, bro, <laughs> they, they, say, they say demons run out of steam until they gather more souls. She did defend that, though, saying that the candle wasn't meant to be blown out quickly. Yeah, yeah, bro. The candle's supposed to well, represent. She's got to uh, make excuses K-fave. somehow. <laughs> she has to make excuses somehow. Kayfabe. <laughs> uh, and also next week we'll be predicting night two of Fighter Fest. I don't know if the bash is going to be on night two. They haven't really announced it, but we'll see. It, it says two weeks. Oh, okay. Back to back weeks. Night two of Great American Bash too, uh, which includes Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, baby. And that, my friends, is the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bye. Adios. Fuck you, Cypher. <laughs>